Welcome back to another episode of Rip Through a Podcast, episode 17. Yeah. And it's definitely 17 because I triple checked this morning because I've been stuffing up the last couple of weeks. It's just a bit of a blur. Yeah, it's just what when you're having fun, you, you never you Time never take flies, notice. Baby. Time flies, baby. Yeah, absolutely. And 20, 23, 25,000 listens? 23,000. So I went on the iTunes podcast the analytics and that's 3,000 plus hours listened to. So someone out there listening to it, I know I can take a fair bit of that chunk up with my own listens because yeah. I love it. But yeah. other than that, it's, uh, it's, it's been really, really surprisingly good, man. I'm, I'm wrapped with it. And it's some good numbers. And the thing we just started out talking about bloody... Herald Sun articles, and then we're doing this. Jeez, you now come we're the people's way. podcast, lifting the lid. People show, and everyone's trying to copy, but they can't replicate. They can't, they can't replicate. So obviously, I'm wearing a I'm wearing a polo today, mate. Um, we've got some Channel Ten in the background. Um, we are going to release some information soon. A big announcement to make. Um, but we'll, we'll we'll come to that. We'll tease it. We'll tease we'll tease you a little bit. We'll come to that. I never wear a polo on the podcast, so it's, it must mean something to do with the lines. Yep. And you gave me the dress code memo. Which I gave is the dress nice code, which is um, which is casual, is very casual. Um, but it works for you. Um, how was your weekend, man? No, good. No, not too bad, but uh, certainly not as good as yours from oh. the looks of things. Ooh. I mean, we're what we're top three now, yeah, and we're not third. saying the F word. No, nah, we don't but, say the F word. But we are top three, and you had a fantastic win um, of the round. I was actually looking forward to that game the most, yeah. more so because of the brands of football that, that both teams play with, yourself yep. and um, Brisbane and, and uh, Port Adelaide. But um, – I suppose a really convincing win, and I mean, you, there's wins that you look back on in the season, yeah. Uh, and I reckon that would have been one of them. It was definitely a defining win for us. I thought the GWS one was a massive one. Um, looking at this, the block that we have. Um, so before GWS looked at the four week block, um, it was a very tough draw for us. Obviously, we had GWS at their home ground. Um, we got that win. That was really, uh, I guess, gave us a lot of confidence going on the road again. Um, and then we come up against Port Adelaide, who you know, they've beaten Geelong, Adelaide at home. They've played about four home games, so they've really got that down pat. Um, and we, we got over line with them. So that was another convincing one, so that was just as good. Um, now we've got North Melbourne this week, and then we've got Hawthorne down there. So we, it was a tough four-week block, and to get two wins out of the, uh, at the start of that four-week block has been really big for us. And, um, you know, more wins the better, obviously, going towards the back end of the season. And, and we've, got a, we've got another – but every game now, it's still, it's still tough, like – I'll talk about North Melbourne later, but they've won five out of seven games in the past seven weeks, so no easy wins. But yeah, the Port Adelaide game was was a, was one of my best ones, I reckon. Yeah, and I, I kind of know the answer before asking this question, but uh, <laughs> a lot was made around the, the treatment around Lockie Neal. Uh, yeah, it's made headlines, hasn't it? Yeah, so now that you've had a chance to digest it all, how, yeah. how did you find it? I think you know what I'm going to say. Um, the thing that probably surprised me is taking this long for a team to try and nullify... Um, Neil's influence on the game. Obviously, he had 43 touches against them in round three and we beat him in the last 10 minutes of that game. Um, so it was no dance around the fact that they were going to try and probably target him. And we, we got wind of it earlier in the week that um, they're going to bring in Sutcliffe to try and do a tagging job. And I'm guessing it was going to be on Neil because he's been our, one of our best players this year. But what surprised me was how we reacted as a team. Um, and that's, that's the cultural change we've had within the club that um, if one of our players has been targeted by anyone, um, we're just going to stick up for him with within the rules and they did what they did within the rules as well. Um, obviously they gave away a few free kicks they probably wouldn't want to give away. Um, that wasn't all targeted at Neil, but just in that little frac- fracas that, that was going on. Um, so I'm, I don't, it doesn't bother me. It's, it's part of the, part of the game. If you do it within the rules, if they come out and just punched him in the face and obviously that's, that's, that's no go, but they just went about it. Like Suckleaf would have been feeling pretty awkward doing it. Cause he, you know, he's in his, 
groomsman. He's a groomsman. He's a groomsman, groomsman yeah. and they crawled the next day. So he would have been feeling pretty awkward. It would have been probably tougher on him than it was on Neil. So no ill feelings towards Port Adelaide Footy Club. They just they were trying to do a thing. They try to stamp their authority on the game. And in the past, we've probably been tested like that, and we haven't res- um, responded the right way. So they probably thought that's an opportunity to test a, a young team. And um, I was very proud of the boys the way they went about it. And now we can talk about Neil. We can talk about. Uh Zorko, we can talk about uh, Jared Lyons, but the most loved man in football this week <laughs> is none other than Mitch Robinson. Mark Robinson yeah, actually yeah. called you the unheralded hero of the week on yeah. AFL 360. Uh, there is no one more loved in the game than you right now. How does that yeah, feel? I don't know about that. I think I'm still, check, after checking my Instagram DMs, I'm still pretty hated out there by, oh, okay. <laughs> by a lot of supporters. But no, there's a lot of love come from the game. And I think it just goes to show where, we, where we're going as a club as well. Like I don't, don't want to keep putting it back on the club, but the more games we win, the more respect you're going to get from the AFL community. And just playing my role within the team, obviously it's a new role within the club, playing on the wing, a bit of an outside player now. Um, it's good to get some recognition for the hard work that I've obviously put in for it, but it's it's it honestly comes down to what the team's doing as well to give me that opportunity to be able to play the game that I love to play. And um, yeah, shout out to Mark Robinson. I, I got tagged in it yesterday, so I might as well call him uncle because he's uh, he's pumped me up pretty much. He's got the same last name, so shout out. Mark Robinson, but but yeah, it's 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 going well, and I'm appreciating all the all the feedback we're getting for for my footy and the podcast. Yeah, is it more just the aspect of your ability to now hone in on that controlled aggression? You know, yeah. knowing where the, the line is and really yeah. being able to to toe that. Well, in the past, I probably had to do more than I wanted to. Um, it's not a thing that I just go into a game thinking oh, I'm going to go crazy this game. Like mm. it just happens um, in the moment. And Fags has been really good at harnessing that and letting me off the leash. I've talked about it before letting me off the leash when the time's right and. Um, pulling me in when he needs to so he doesn't say much he just gives me a few looks here and there when he, he's been on the bench the whole year so um, you can't really escape him I've given away a few free kicks here and there so he lets me know about it as soon as I come to the bench um, it's pretty daunting but um, that's the respect I have for him and he, he respects me as a player and um, that's where it all starts When you came on the bench it almost looked like Fags had let off his loose yeah, dog to go. Well, I heard him yelling at the same time, so I was like, "Yeah, this is my moment." <laughs> yeah, no, nah, yeah. I, I just. But it was it was yeah. a good moment, and it was controlled. Yeah, you know? obviously, yeah. I, <laughs> look, when I saw it, like the next, oh, when I got off the field, I had about a hundred thousand, not a hundred thousand. I got, I had about a hundred tweets and stuff at me saying like with that footage. Yeah. Um. So I saw it pretty quick. Uh, I was just, I was just obviously pissed off with the way it was going and, you know, being like Neil being targeted and, and that's just the way that we responded as a club and as a players out there. As I said, there's nothing wrong with it from what they did. It's just, that's the, that was the game plan early and it didn't go that well for them, but they, they rolled that dice and that's what happened. But yeah, when I saw him come to the bench, I was in my head, I was going to run over to their bench and, and give, get a bit more involved. But um, yeah. thankfully I pulled out of it because I think I saw a boat coming on the ground or whatever and that kind of just took my mind off a little bit. So. <laughs> no, it was, it's all good fun. It was, it was great to get the win over there. Now, Probably the the announcement that we've been waiting to, to unveil. You yeah. are the most loved man in footy, so this is only fitting that we use the people show yeah. to announce this big announcement. Uh, you've got some exciting news to share. Yeah. Yes, yes. As of today, I have officially signed on to the Brisbane Lions for a further two years. So oh, yeah, hey, I've, uh, I've extended the contract. Um, we've been talking for a, for a couple of months now about oh, a couple of months. We've been talking about for about four weeks back and forth about what it looks like. Um. They came with a with a two year deal that that I I loved. Um, two more years up here is, is what I've been yearning for. Um, I guess it all started um, you know last year when I got the one year deal it was kind of a kind of a shock and that made me play some really good footy this year. So I'm, I'm really happy the way that turned out and it's probably the first time I've had some genuine interest um, coming from other clubs. Um, I had a couple of teams in Melbourne that 
that was pushing for me to uh to see to explore my options. But um, in Brisbane through two years and and you know, the culture we're building here has been a massive upside for me, and I, I love my time up here. So it was a no-brainer in the end, and um, I'm absolutely right with it. How hard of a decision was it? Because you spoke just then, there were some Victorian teams that were really into you, wanting to know whether or not you'd be open to exploring your options. Um, I could imagine it wasn't just a decision that you had to make by yourself. I mean, Emma, your, yeah. your partner, obviously would have factored into it a lot. Um, the amount of teammates that you have that just walk in and out of our podcast during the <laughs> week because there's no lock on the door. I know. Um, it, like, how hard was it? I'm sure you would have had to consult a number of people before putting pen to paper. Yeah, with, with players who are coming out of contract at the, uh, at the end of the year, um, obviously it's a big talking point for them and their families and who's in, whoever's involved with the manager. So I've been speaking to my manager regularly, probably like once a week really, just um, talking about how my footy's going, where I'm at, um, what, what's out there, what's the club thinking. So there's a lot of, lot of things that go through it. If players say, oh, they don't think about it to the end of the year, they're lying because they do. It's, it's, it plays a big factor in, in, their, in their psyche and the way they play the game and um, some players it gets stressful and they, they go backwards but um, I've absolutely loved my time up here and Emma and myself we said if we can get two years out of the lines then that'd be a done deal straight away so regardless of dollars and cents the two years security really um, set, set it for me and that's what got me over the line straight away so there was no hesitation to sign the contract um, I'm absolutely loving my time up here as an understatement I'm obviously myself as a Brisbaneite obviously Tassie boy because I love Tasmania but um, my second home is Brisbane um, we've got a great young list on the, uh, going forward and I've been here through some dark times. So I think the past three years we've won a total of like 13 games and then we've won 11 this year. So it just goes to show we, where we're going and I've got full faith in the club and um, the direction that it's going in. Fagan's been amazing. We've got David Noble, the GM, who has done some amazing sh- stuff off-field for us. And seeing the standards there and, you know, I couldn't leave out Swanee CEO Greg Swan, who got me up here in the first place, um, I feel like I owe him and owe the club um, everything I can do for them because they gave me a second lifeline. Yeah, how does it feel when people tell you that you're the heart and soul of the football club? I see it. It doesn't really because you would see it. I no, mean, I, yeah, I see. It. I get tagged in a lot of yeah. stuff and a lot of um, inboxes and all that through social media. But um, it's just the way that I play my footy. Um, I've said before that I die for, for my teammates on the field and stuff. And that's the kind of way that that separates me from the rest in my eyes and that's the way I like to play it is just physical and um, show a lot of passion and although I might turn the ball over sometimes I'm not blessed with the best kick in the comp I, you know I try to make up for that in other areas of my, my aggression and my attack on the footy and um, now I've got a bit of experience on the belt and it, it helps in certain situations in game so I don't know, heart and soul, yeah, you can say that. It's just the way I'm passionate about a lot of things. So it's just the way I play my footy. Yeah, now you, you spoke about Fags before, about how he's been able to really harness your strengths yep. uh, and give you the chance to, I suppose, maximise that this year. Um, yep. What influence did he have on your decision? Because I can guarantee you no players putting pen to paper without, I suppose, having that confidence in the coach knowing that they know they can play their role for the team. He's been awesome for me. Like, since he's come to the club, we've had that Tassie connection. Um, and... It is a real thing, a Tad's connection. So I've always had his back and he's had mine. Um, even when I got the one-year deal, uh, it was kind of a shock for me to get that um, last year. Um, he kind of rang me up and said, you know, you know some of the greats have had one-year deals. I've had five one-year deals in a row. You, you know, you have Mitchell, Hodge, um, Lewis, those blokes that he had been through who had those one-year deals. So not to get um, put back by that. So he's been always in my corner, which has been amazing for me, my confidence going forward in the club. And as I said, he's got a teaching background. He can talk to all types of players. Um and he's just, he's just got that level head that we never get ahead of ourselves. We, we stick to what we know. Um, and he's just a great communicator. So he's been awesome for me. And he sat me down in the preseason when I was pretty pissed off at the time when I was pushed out of the senior team into the twos and the intra-clubs. And 
he kind of found a little role for me on the wing and said, look, make it your own. Um, I really believe that you can do that job and I've been doing it um, the whole year. So he's been really good for me in my, my personal development as a person and a player. Uh, now, one other thing that you've obviously included into your 2019 <laughs> football calendar and off-field calendar, not much has changed between this yeah, time okay. last year and now, except yep. the People's Show. People's, the People's Podcast. <laughs> Rip through it, exclusive insight. So... From me, you're welcome. Yeah, um, okay. You're uh, welcome. You're, you're absolutely welcome. Yeah. Um, but off field, everything is starting to, to become a lot more settled. And I know you've all, you've also got one eye at post football as well. Yeah. Well, obviously, um, footy doesn't last forever. Um, I'm grateful that I've had 11 years and will be with 13 when I finish up this contract. So um, post footy, this is something that I'm really passionate about. Um, obviously, I want to be a player manager. I've spoken about it plenty of times. But if I can keep doing video podcasting and – Keep having my opinion on things. I've been getting really like a lot of good feedback about this. So um, it's one of those things that I enjoy doing. Um, but as I mentioned before, when I first got to the club, I was speaking to a counsellor about certain certain things in my life and I didn't have any hobbies. So every uh, day off now, we do the podcast 7am. You come up here, we film it, record it, then I edit it and then that's um, put it out there. So it's a process, but I really enjoy doing it and the feedback I'm getting, I'm not going to stop anytime soon. So Yes, I could put a little bit down to having my off-field life sorted thanks to the podcast. Um, and uh, thanks, Sean Tobin, for that. Exclusiveinsight.com.au. Nah, it's all good, mate. On behalf of the people, congratulations. Two yeah, years. Yeah, boy. To the, the podcast, by extension, is yeah, also two years. So I know, exactly. So this, this goes on for another two years. Let's get through it. 100%. Rip through it. 100%. Uh, very exciting news, a big news. Another talking point, which yep. is obviously probably even just a little bit bigger than uh, <laughs> your re-signing this it's week. Probably got, to, probably got to make more headlines than mine. Yes, yes. Alan Richardson has decided to to step down from the St Kilda Football Club in the last 24 hours. You had a strong involvement with Alan um, through your time at Carlton. Yep. And I know you've you've spoken really highly of him. Uh, one, what did you make of the, um, I suppose, the, the news and the announcement that was coming? There was a lot of pressure on, on, on Richo. And then also, I suppose, the, the relationship that you do have. Yeah, well, is it? It was, a, I wouldn't say I saw it coming, but I thought it, they would have hurt him off to the end of the year. Obviously, there's um, that's the third coach this year who's gone around mid-season, so it's not too surprising when it happened. Unfortunately for him, um, the the win loss ratio was obviously outweighing what I guess what they expected for the year. But early days, they were flying. I remember playing against Sincuta, like I remember looking at Sincuta, I reckon around eight or nine, and they were more wins and losses, and he was getting a lot of unjust media scrutiny. I think it's just because a lot of other, oh, about two other coaches have been sacked at that time and then they start looking to the next one. So I think that's, I'm not going to say, but I think it's a little bit media-driven, that one. Um, they've, had, they've had a few injuries. They're, their best player has been leaving the game with mental health, so he's been back and forth, Stevens, um, Jack Stevens. So he's been a bit stiff in that regards, but I've had a, I've had a lot to do with him um, early days. He was at, obviously at Colton Footy Club assistant coach in 2011, um, had a really good rapport with him. He's one of the, I could not say one bad thing about that bloke. He's one of the nicest, genuine footy, footy minds you'd ever meet in your life. And um, it's sad to see him leave the game in this regard. I was hoping that he would have been out of sea at the year and then go from there. But unfortunately, that hasn't happened. But it's funny because the, the coach who's uh, the interim coach now is Brett Rad, and I had him for four to five years as well. So um, it'd be good to see him get his second chance at it. Um, I know he was an amazing assistant coach after he, you know, when he went to Hawthorne, he was doing some really good work there. Um, all the boys spoke very highly of him. Um, so it's good to see him get a chance, but it's sad to see Richo leave. Yeah, from all reports, he's arguably the best development coach the game has had in the last 10 years. Definitely. So he'll find a, another role in the, in the game, no doubt. In early days, when he went to, after he left Colton, he went to Port Adelaide. Um, I, was actually, I had a meeting with Port. Um, so who was coach then? 
Richard was assistant coach. I can't remember who was the head was coach. Ken? Oh, well, it was Ken Inkley. Yeah, it was yeah. Ken Inkley. So I w- I, we had a meeting with them. I think it was 2013 maybe. Um, and that's the reason why I wanted to go up there because Richard was up there. So when he got to St Kilda, I was knocking on that door. Um, that was a possibility in 2014. But then unfortunately, that, all that stuff happened, as we all know about. And yep. um, that, that was kind of off the, off the table. So Richard, that's how much he meant to me. I was willing to find, follow him to other clubs. So Yeah, wow. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And another big talking point this week, and we have spoken about them in, in recent weeks, is the Gold Coast um, yep. and, and the situation. And I raise this because there is some similarities as to where your football club was two years ago. Yeah. Um, what have you made about the the talking points this week? And and I suppose yeah. it, it has come quite hard, um, mostly from the southern markets. But um, yeah, I suppose how have you seen that play out um, in the last couple of weeks? It's I see a lot of similarities with the. With like I don't want to be that guy who's, oh, you know, look at us now, we're flying and stuff. But I see a lot of similarities in terms of where we were two years ago, even last year. Um, new coach, um, they've had a lot more injuries than we've had in the past, but they've got a new coach. They're trying to get a new game plan down. They started the year very competitively. They won three out of four games at the very start of the year. Um, they had that brand of footy that was you know, tough, competitive, um, just get the ball going forward and turn up and create a bit of a shit fight. Yeah. Um, that's what they like to get you in. Um, they weren't scoring heavily, but they were keeping teams around about where they are, so they always had a chance to win. And they lost about four or five games by like a point or less of yeah. a goal. So they're copying a lot of flack, which is a bit um, uncalled for. I know it's, I know it's tough because everyone's kind of jumping at the fact that they're the new team in the comp and they haven't been successful in the whole time in the AFL. Um, and then they compare them to GWS where you know they've been two prelims in a row and um, – They've been playing some great footy and they're, you know, the most talented, like the Ferrari of the AFL, really, their team. So, um, with the Gold Coast Suns, I see that they've got a a tough few weeks ahead of them. But if they can get a couple of wins, I think it just goes, the goal goes away. Like, what, how do you, you you were there for six years, so you must have seen a fair bit. Yeah, and and it is always awkward to talk about the former team. We we joke about that I support about you do eight support teams three teams. You support uh-huh. Gold Coast, Brisbane and uh Geelong. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I mean we've had fights on this podcast have, about yeah. you wanting to move the team to Tassie and, <laughs> yeah, and me yeah. telling you they're not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um so it is I do feel like the ex employee talking yeah. about the club, but I've got nothing but but strong plays for the way that the club is is managed. They've got a great CEO in, in Mark Evans and, and Tony Cochran. Yeah. They're their chairman. Um but there are some real challenges. I, I don't think anyone masks over the, the challenges that that football club has to work through. Um, you take out the last two weeks, and it is a bit of a different narrative. Yeah. Um, if you the, look at the, the first two, the two ninety weeks, point losses, that probably draws more attention, doesn't it? Yeah, and the fans are hurting, and, and mm. you know I, I can understand that because you know they have been yearning for for success for a long time now. Um, but it's going to be a build. It's going to take time. I mean, yeah, people yeah. forget that. You know, there are some clubs that haven't won premierships in a very long time. Yeah. Um, and it's going to take time to build. Well, since you've only won one in the whole time. Absolutely. So, and uh, and yeah. my, my argument always is you're better off making the eight and being able to do damage like your football club this year than just making up the numbers. Yeah. So if it takes that extra time to, to build the list and get it to a point where um, it needs to be to be able to really play deep into September, yeah. well, I think you've just got to follow that path. Now, it, it, I reckon it's going to get a whole lot. I don't want to say it's going to get a whole lot worse before it's going to get better, but yeah. it's still going to be some really tough times ahead. I mean, we can't mask over that. And that's why um, the chairman came out last week and said, we do need special assistance because we, we need to... You think the draft pick's going to help? Like, I don't think the priority picks I think is the answer. Yeah. And to Stuart Drew's credit, he came out and, and was emphatic about that to Andrew Hamilton from the career mail during his press conference yeah, yeah. Um, on Saturday. I, I think it's... 
I think it's so much larger than that. I think, you know, your ex-teammate Jonathan Brown had a really interesting point um, on Monday night on the couch where he spoke about giving them zones to like Northern Territory, like exclusive zones where they yeah, can have so priority Yeah, so they can pick talent. those players out of there. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I'm not saying Tasmania as well, but, you know, Northern Territory and Tasmania, they don't have the go-home factor. Yeah. Um, I remember there was a point where Scotty Clayton had about seven Tasmanians. <laughs> I was about to say the same thing for us. Like we had... Oh, I think like six or seven Tasmanians when I first got to the club. Yeah, it's only, like, it's only like I think it's only me left. <laughs> but yeah, in saying yeah. that, they've got to. I think they've got to. If they get those draft picks, they've got to trade them off straight away. They've got to get mature age yeah. players, and they've got to get those twenty. The gap between twenty five and twenty eight years old, because the best thing about us is we 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 had players come in like I don't want to say Jared Lyons because he was at Gold Coast last year, but he's come yeah. in and he he's got that much experience and knowledge up his sleeve. It's ridiculous. He. His centre bounces his little baby, so he goes yeah. through that like, extensively. Um, but just those level heads that we have, um, like Lockie Neal come in, he has that as well. Charlie Cameron is a, a leader beyond his time. Um, Marcus Adams, who is a 25-year-old, um, or probably a bit older, a key defender. Um, just those type of players you keep bringing in, yeah. you've got to have that You got to have that balance. Whereas in the last two years we had like me, Steph Martin, Richie, Zorko, and then bang, drops up to like 21-year-olds. Yeah, so you've got a big yeah. gap in that middle age bracket. But this, this is this is my argument to you, and this is the challenge that I think they need to accept is, and, and not just for Gold Coast, I'm saying in general, yeah. I don't think you can just trade away picks for mid, mid-age mid players from 24, 25, and then just expect them to stay. Yeah, okay. Um, like, you know, we're in an era where player movement is so important. Um, the players are pushed to be able to be able to dictate their own futures, yeah. which I'm all for. I'm a massive believer of that. But you can't just expect to, to trade a pick to a club, recruit two of their 25-year-olds, and then lock them in for four-year deals. I mean, yeah. there's no guarantee that they're going to want to stay. Well, that's where they – so at the club currently, so we have – obviously we have a relatively good culture at the moment. So we've got um, – we had leading teams come in for the last year and a bit um, who, because we had such a young list, we didn't have those emerging leaders coming through. Now we've got some great – like Harris Andrews, Jared Berry, Hugh McCluggage – um, Dan McStay, Eric Hipwood, Alex Withered, and these blokes are all like getting the second and third years of footies and they're getting that experience in early. Um, keeping players, getting players to stay, yes, you can throw cash at them, but that only lasts for so long. Um, building the culture and stuff is what you really need and making it a place they want to be. Coming into work, they're happy to come into work. Yeah. Obviously, winning games is be all, and be all and end all. Like that makes everything a lot better. But having an enjoyable environment to come and, um, I can say, like, past couple of years, like, winning five games both those years is not fun. But yeah. we might, we find a way to, you know, spruce it up a bit and find the positives in things and, like, keep selling that – I'm not preaching, but kind of selling that future that we have and the yeah. success that could be coming up. So, so. Yeah, and I think they've got some great leaders, as I said. They're yeah. well led They just by, signed by Isaac Rankin. Evans. He wouldn't yeah. sign if he didn't see something. So he's a young prospect who's going to be absolute gun. Um, he played in a JLT game and kicked, like, three goals against us. And he just, yeah. I was like, oh, wow. I think it does everyone just take a breath on Gold Coast. You can't compare it to GWS. And I could easily just put shit on Gold Coast because I want a team in Tassie. But yeah, I yeah. actually see something down there. Yeah, so. and we've had our fights on we it. We have, about and this, I'm so. sick of this. So I think yeah. we just come together today. Absolutely. No, no. It's now you've got North Melbourne this week. Yes, we do. It's um, it's going to be – every game now is a big game for us. Um, it's been awesome. When when you look at the fixture, um, like we, 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 don't talk, we don't talk about the F word, but obviously internally and the players are starting to get a bit excited inside. We, we do look at what's coming up. Um, it's a week at a time thing for us. And North Melbourne, you can't look past North Melbourne. Since since the reshores come in, they've I'd say they've changed the game dramatically yep. in, in, in little little spots around the ground. So they've won five out of the past seven and in the last seven games they're sitting on top of the ladder. 
Yeah. Like yeah. Lions are top on percentage and stuff, but they've won five games, which is going to be another tough game. Because we beat them early in the year. We're only just going to line as well. So we can't look past them off Melbourne. If we do, we'd be stupid. So um, this is one of those things that we, we need to win this game. We need to keep winning games. And uh, that's, it's really fun. It's, it's, that's what makes it fun again. Like all these games mean something and um, we're very excited for every single one. It's going to be a great game. So hopefully everyone can get to the gather on Saturday night. Saturday night game, mind you. Very nice. So we're looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. Lions Den. Lions Den. I don't even know what our uh, all for one our hashtag is, but um, what do you you like Lions Den, don't you? Oh mate, we're bringing it. It's I it's think it's a fortress. If anyone yeah. does anything in media stuff, it's a fortress. So <laughs> we'll spread it out. Now it's a good week. Yeah. Uh, subscribe via iTunes. The yep. uh, twenty three thousand listens. Yeah, it's over twenty three thousand. So I think it's like three thousand hours listened to. So it's actually it's crazy. And we've got a couple of sponsors coming on soon. Um. I can say Telstra coming on board. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool for us. Big news. Um, yeah, so we get AFL Live Pass for free. Sweet. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Um, and we've got a couple other things in the works, but that's, that's uh, I think I can kind of say that. If I can't, I'm going to have to edit it out. But That's um, all right. No, no, fun. we're locking them in. This, If they haven't, if yeah. they don't know, now they yeah. know. If you don't know, now you know. Biggie Smalls. But no, it's, um, it's, been a, it's been an awesome start to the podcast journey and uh, looking forward to bigger things coming up but um thanks for coming up here sean tobin um channel 10 thanks for coming in and filming this really appreciate it um looking forward to this week uh, what are you doing this week you're gonna come again uh i you busy? You're gonna have to i i may or may not be there not. if, if gary's not playing it. you're not playing you're no not no, no I'll, I'll be there i'll be there don't right. worry don't worry all right you've been heard you've heard it here first uh rip through a podcast you can subscribe on itunes youtube spotify instagram facebook Exclusiveinside.com.au. 100%. <laughs> we are there. No worries. I'm here for two more years, guys. Come Sweet. on. We've go. extended the podcast. <laughs> Extend the podcast two more years. <laughs> Look. Woo!